Okay. So we're gonna do. Um, okay, so Omnicord, the new yeah. record. I love it, but I love all your records. Okay. And by the way, I'm Ayana Contreras. I'm Hi. here backstage. Nice to meet you. Yeah. We've actually met when? once before. And you got the. I got the Ashford Essential yeah. T-shirt. So now we met. I I'm good friends with Theaster Gates, and oh, when okay. you came when to we the came bank, to, yeah, that yeah. Nice to meet you yeah, again. Yeah, I DJed at that thing. Yes, nice to meet you again. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm overexcited because okay. the album is so good. Oh, I appreciate that. I was actually at Blue Note when you did the residency. I know Jeff Parker real well. Oh, yeah. And so he invited me He's out. He's amazing. Isn't yeah. he an amazing, amazing. guitar? It's amazing. Game Everything. changer. Game changer. And he's on this album. Of course, he's the inspiration to that album. I'm going to move close to you. Okay, perfect. Tell me about, tell me more about the inspiration for this album, because it's a little different. When I was scoring in L.A., I I spent like almost two to four years there working, and I would go to the ETA and see him play. And he is a walking songbook, so I was just inspired that everything could be improvisational or have self-expression. And I remember that side of me, because that's where I come from. My father was a jazz head, and I grew up listening to, like, Clifford Brown, Cecil Taylor, all kinds of stuff, and just made me remind myself that, um, yeah, I'm a much more multifaceted person, and I wanted to make songs that felt good and could inspire self-expression. So talk about the use of the actual Omnicord in the process. Where did that come from? I was scoring all the time, so I was constantly on the screen especially during COVID. And I decided to get off the screen and I got my old instruments out. And so I wrote a lot of stuff on the Omnicord and it was like a game changer for me. Just to disengage my eyes and to just think of harmony and rhythm. It's amazing. So I don't have a favorite track on the record, but I don't, but I think the record that I'm playing a lot is Virgo. Tell me a little bit about hmm. inspiration for that one. Hmm. Who's oh, a man. Virgo? I'm a Virgo. Are you? All the way through. I love Virgos. Oh, I'm a Virgo. All my, like, all my moons and everything. Really? I'm a triple cap. Oh, see? Yeah. Capricorn too. I guess it's um that energy of knowing you are one with the universe. I mean, meaning the stars, the elements, and it's just my, I don't know, love letter to my ancestors as well. They found peace in the ocean. Now they guide my way. I think I definitely don't know if I could have handled that journey to here. Maybe I would have been one of those who went into the ocean. Um, you That's know, heavy. so yeah, That's not heavy. to be dark, but it's also no, it's like not it's dark, a, but it's heavy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just appreciative to my ancestors who are obsolete machines in the world, and and somehow through all that we still make joy and beauty and keep it sexy and make good food and beautiful music. I'm, I feel blessed. It's interesting because, you know, there's that cliche with the I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. But when you really think about it, right, like I have ancestors who came up on the Underground Railroad, you think about what that really means. Mm-hmm. When know? I do all the time now, since 2016, to be honest, and during COVID, it's like I had to step back and whose dream am I living? Tell me more about that. Like, this American dream is force-fed to you. I had to step back and take account and find my own values um, that are outside of this really limited understanding of society. And so, so I'm going to just disclose. I used to produce or help produce a show called Sound Opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I immediately wanted to review, like have us mm -hmm. have you on for ventriloquism. Mm -hmm. And they said, it's a covers album. We don't do covers albums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who says? Right. That's your, yeah, exactly. Uh, but what I saw, I mean, I saw you perform it um, in Chicago. Spectacular. I mean, just mm -hmm. the way that you were honest to the songs, but yet you injected mm -hmm. something new into each song. Yeah, I thought that's all we're all doing. Yeah. See, any even if it, when I sing a Robert Glasper song, I'm covering it. Even though I, it's like everything's a cover. Do not kid yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very challenging. At Every, this point. Yeah. But yeah, be clear. <laughs> no. So tell me a little bit about ventriloquism because I never okay, talked to yeah, you about yeah, yeah. that. Oh so, man. That one is one. Oh my God, this is a spectacular album. Oh, it comes out of even sadness. Better live. Yeah, yeah, comes out of sadness. Um. The guitar player and I, he had lost his dad. Mm. I lost my dad. <coughs> I was going on. <coughs> and I would go to D.C. and I'd get in the car. And the only station it got was the oldie station. <coughs> so, I would just listen to the songs I grew up with. Um, and so, I had to hand in a record. So, my, my thought was like, let's just do what we're feeling. And we just got together and... You know, rehearse the songs, put them in our body, and just try to bring life to them. But it's a song that's out of sadness, and it shows the beauty of song. Not only does it soothe your broken heart or make you feel joy, like when you can't have your own imagination fully present, nothing's better than having a great song to build upon. And that's what we try to do. I mean, you know, we're at the Blue Note Jazz Fest, and mm -hmm. you think about the history of jazz and how jazz is so much about interpreting other people's compositions. And somehow in pop music, we lost that. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people sampling people, yeah, which yeah, is not, yeah. you know, it is different. what it is. Yeah. But it's different than interpreting. Yeah. you got to put some of your humanity within that experience. Yeah. yeah. I think about, um, so I did the liner notes for the Charles Stephanie album. Oh, right? yeah. Crazy. Right, crazy. You know, the one thing I think about with him is Can't Hide Love. Yeah. Right? If you ever hear the original version of that song, it's by completely one. different. Yeah. It's a whole other emotional state. Right. And so, like, just thinking about reimagining a song can breathe new yes. life into it. Yes. I mean, come on. Frank Sinatra didn't write a note. Well, yeah. We don't give him any. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's wild. I don't know. I don't know. That is, yeah, that yeah. is a weird dynamic yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. But, it's, I mean... Also, I think we're also, I'm at the end of the critic. There's music and experiences going on outside of whatever zeitgeist you believe is real. And so my focus is completely different now. I just, I'm just trying to make things that are a good energetic exchange and for our well-being. You know? So let's talk about that. You mentioned end of a critic. I, I have a lot of conversations about that. Like what is music criticism now? Does it even serve a purpose? From your perspective, do you think that it even serves a purpose? Yeah. Well, y there was a time in the 70s where you couldn't be a music critic unless you passed these, this, this, not an initiation, but you had to have some education towards music. So I do think a critic is helpful if they take their personality out of it and their quipes and quibbles and just talk about the music, in my limited opinion. And have a, a idea of where the stuff is coming from. Yeah, or, I mean, are you really there to tell someone not to check it out or that it's bad? Or you're just there to share an insight that you may have listened to? I mean, I don't know. I get something even out of the worst music. It's just sometimes I can, I'm just like, I 
I give love to anyone who is has the guts enough to put themselves out there to be critiqued. So, all the best I can do is like give it a listen. That's I like that. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are not like that. But then now that oh, so yeah. much music is Algorithms. approachable, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, but also curated. That word too, I'm starting to question. I mean, okay. So I, full disclosure, I'm program director at a radio station. Yeah, talk, let's talk about how do you do that? What goes on now? What's your what's your? Well, I'm lucky. I can play whatever I want to play. Wow, that's amazing. so we got Virgo and rotation. We're playing so these records. Yeah, but I think that now it's a whole different animal, and someone is telling them these are the five. Because if you if you're going by ear, I'm I'm thinking about the songs. We're the only station in the country playing a lot of music. You know what I'm saying? In a major market, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is wild. Like I think the contraction of people's idea of what black music is is also happening yeah because it's like i mean you know you saw with the grammys they now have a what are the alternative jazz category what you think of that? uh i mean look i i know why they did it yeah, yeah. they needed to do something and also like rock has 37 11 000 categories uh-huh, uh-huh. you know what i'm saying uh-huh. and so it's That's not how amazing we are yeah cannot be generalized yeah, so it's like give us, give us yeah, more. More is more, better yeah, all the time, you know. But I do think that, that that's humorous. It is. But then, where do those state? Where do they get played? Where do they get centered? I think I think things are going back. The DJ will forever and always be the grand selector. It's it's to me. It's the having that live experience out with a DJ. It's going to change it for people. As venues close, I think it's going to be people going to want to go out and dance. And live music is what it's all about, finding a way to experience it. And then the people buy that material and they have it for themselves. That's a good point. The, the venue and the festival for discovery uh-huh. yes. is, is kind of unparalleled for uh, a lot of people. Yeah, and the DJ in real time, nothing like it. They're, that, to me, they're the curator. DJs, I trust them because they're creating a complete picture with multiple feelings and arcs and nostalgia and the present moment and the future ideally yeah but i mean a dj is just like anybody else like these people who call themselves critics and they may or may not actually have oh yeah that. you may not feel it but they still are i'm talking about the dj that's not just playing push that's true play. that's okay. true that's true I want to be the ones that did that work that doesn't come with the, yeah. like i know exactly what i'm playing they are watching the room yeah they are jahi sundance that's like that's, that's important my, yeah apex yeah so as we wrap this up because i want to be mindful of time i i just want to say i am such a fan of yours i love that you have made your own lane for all this time and just continue to grow and evolve Uh, it's wonderful to see because i feel like it's just it's so rare and there's so many of us that got lost in the struggle you know (laughs) just taking a detour we're gonna be back we're gonna be back yeah i want them to come back it's not over because you know yeah you young you got so much more happening yeah absolutely all right see do you see how perfect